Well, praise the Lord, this is Convocation 99. We've been looking forward for this time. Amen. It has finally made its arrival. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what God's going to do in this Convocation. This is the beginning night. And we thank God already for what God's doing. Let's put our hand together for these soloists tonight. Young people singing the glory of God. They could be out on the ballroom floor doing something else. Let's give our choir a big hand. Minister music. Now come on and give yourself a big hand. Give Jesus a big hand. Wonderful Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but when I get excited, I get loud. Amen. I got a right to praise him. The Lord has been good to me. Amen. He took me overseas and brought me back during World War II. Amen. I've been overseas numerous of times. Praise God. And I've been in some turbo, turbo places. And the Lord brought me back safely. I got a right to praise him. But above all, the Lord saved me from sin. He delivered me and filled me with the Holy Ghost. He called me to preach the gospel. I thank God for it tonight. Amen. You're looking at a miracle. Miracles, miracles. God has worked many miracles in my life. Amen. The tape you heard tonight, I'm back. I'm back. Maybe some of you don't understand it. But last year, just a little before this time, I'd had a heart operation. Five bypass. Three months I was back in the pulpit. The second day I was up walking. And that was the day I came back and I hollered, I'm back. Devil thought he had me. But I'm back. Now I want to abuse his head. time just give me a few gospel minutes and we'll be through <laughs> I said a few gospel minutes you know sometimes when you first start preaching you you preach through excitement but after years you can preach from experience well amen when you've been through a lot of time the young preacher get up oh God's a healer never had a pain they just talking well but when you've been through when you can still stand and say, God's a miracle worker, God's a healer. Look at me tonight. Y'all still don't know I'm talking from experience. For a week I couldn't put a shoe on this foot. Got up this morning, prayed it all night, and looked like I just wasn't going to get here. I said, Lord, well, any way you do it, so I'm preaching tonight, I'm have to preach in house shoes. Got up this morning, Sister Mary said, still hurting. I said, still hurting, but I'm not worried. Amen? 
See, when you've been on the road and you know what God can do for you, you can preach from experience. I know God's a healer. I know God's a deliverer. My favorite scripture, Jesus Christ is saying, yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it yesterday, he'll do it tonight. You that has a need tonight, I want you to get ready. We're going to pray for you tonight. Amen? That's what this meeting is all about. Nobody's too bad to get saved. And we don't have a right to look down our nose at nobody. No move feet Satan plateaus. Then we try to look down on other folks. But I want you to know tonight you can be that prostitute without the grace of God. So you don't have a right to look down on nobody. And I want you to know tonight God loves you. God loves everybody. Amen. This is what we want to try to get over to you. This week, we're here to seek God, to seek the more of God, to learn how to do things better in a shorter time, to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. Amen? The drug addicts need Christ. Amen? They need deliverance. And you can't find it in a halfway house. It takes the gospel. Paul said it's the power of God. On the salvation to them that believe. I dare you to believe the gospel. It'll change your life. How many believe that tonight? We're all over this congregation. Praise the Lord. We have X this and X that. Amen. Somebody said, Praise the Lord. We have a membership of 2,500. 2, now, if I counted everybody been through my church, like a lot of people count, I'd have over 200 members. The Lord showed me, before, before we started this church, they would come from the north, the south, and the west to be delivered. And they've been doing that for years. The other Sunday, we had one, praise God, from Switzerland, one from Romania, one from Germany. Amen. Many of these people come to be delivered. Amen. Christ had a deliverance ministry. Amen. And all the minister he recognizes a deliverance ministry. If you need saving, God wants to save you. Amen. God loves you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. The world is the unregenerate, the ungodly. But God said, what shape you in? Jesus loves you. And you can be saved. We thank God for being here tonight. If you notice, I'm excited. Thank God for each one of you. You're encouraging me for coming out. And I want to say something tonight to encourage you. Amen. If you're saved, go on. Keep on. If you're not saved, I want to encourage you. Change partners. One you got is no good. Amen. That's a better way of life. Right down here. I'm going to try to talk from the theme tonight. Amen. Great theme. So seeking the old path in the new millennium. 
Now we only got a few days, a few months. This millennium will be over. Amen? And everybody's caught up with and getting prepared for the year 2000. Nothing wrong with that. I got to up your computer, up this, up that, up that. Banks are getting together. Nothing wrong with that. Amen? Even you, young people, you need to be stirred. Amen? I tell them so many times that the home church, you can't make it like we made it when we was coming up. We didn't have to know the book. We could get a dog block, cotton sack, pick cotton, come back with a brand new automobile. But we're not pulling cotton anymore. They got machines to do that now. So you better slow up and get your head on right and go to school. Get a good education so you can make it in the year 2000. Amen. Now something needs changing. Something will be better off left alone. Amen. Now we're living in a changing world, but we got an unchanging God. We got a God that does not change, but he changes lives. Set people free. How many believe it? Amen. Man have become smart in the last few years. In my youth, I remember when we had the two plane in our planes. The cockpit would open. They had a cap with glasses. That's the plane that carried the mail. In my lifetime. But now we got jets. Man will become smart. Put a man on the moon, so they say. And many, many other miraculous things. And for this cause, man has got besides himself. Seem to think that he don't need God. But I want you to know tonight, man is still seeking experience with things that God created in the seven days. Six days. My grandson preached yesterday morning, which is a beautiful message. I have a perfect understanding. Man do not have a perfect understanding. This is the reason why we're trying to get ready for the year of 2000. We don't know what's going to happen. Are you listening to me tonight? Man made up a soul, body, and spirit. Now the thing that man are planning on can only satisfy the body as far as the grave. But the Bible declares there's life beyond the grave. Yes, Hebrews 9 and 27 is appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. That's a judgment day. And remember, we only got a few months in this old millennium. But have it ever occurred to you 
We may not never make it to the year 2000. We that are saved. Millennium is a period of 1,000 years. And they tell me every 2,000 years something great takes place. Now I don't see anything that can keep Christ from coming back but one thing. That's 2 Peter 3 and 9 where I said God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, beloved, you that under the sound of my voice and that you have a soul. That's the precious thing that you own is a soul. And that soul belongs to God. One of these days it must return to his maker. Amen? I want to get into text a little later. But the Bible declared in the last day, Jesus said he was going to give us some sign. No man know the time of the, when the Son of Man will come. But Jesus said, I'm going to give you some sign. There'll be signs in the moon. Earth's quick in diverse places. Walls and rumors of war. Crunches against one another. Then we got little bit walls in our cities, in our home. Husband and wife can't get along. Oh, we take it casually. But the scripture's being fulfilled. These are some of the signs that Jesus said would happen prior to the return of the Lord. Then he said, told the saints, see, that's, that's, let me put it this way. There's two systems in the world, the world and the church. Jesus said, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. But I find the world trying to blend, the church trying to blend with the world. It won't work. God has never had a democratic government. God has never had a Republican government. We cannot blend with the world. Are oh, you listening to me? The Bible said when the ways would be ruined, we got mudslides now from water. Hills, mountains sliding off the hill. The Bible said, when you see these things come to pass, look up, that redemption draws nigh. What I'm trying to say, if there ever was a time to get right with God and stop playing, it's now. Just your name on the road, it's not enough. You're going to have to be born again. Saved, sanctified, filled with God's Holy Ghost. Not to go back with Jesus. When it comes. Man don't know what's going to happen in 2000. But see God know the ending before the beginning. The Bible said his thoughts are high above ours. And the heaven is above the earth. Man is helpless without God. Let me give you a picture. There are three powerful forces down here. Now, as long as they're controllable, they're beautiful. 
But when they're out of control, man, there's helpless and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And that's when. When have been known to pick up blades of grass and drive it into a tree. That wind that's invisible, you can feel but you can't see. When it's raging, man, it's helpless. Ain't nothing he can do. All his wisdom and all his knowledge. Water's beautiful until it get out of control. You've seen it on TV. Every time you see it, this is a sign that Jesus said, Jesus is soon to come. Fire. Beautiful. We use it to cook, to heat water, to take bath. But when it get uncontrollable, man is helpless. Now the theme says, in the book of Jeremiah, get and read it for me. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to get you to thinking. Jeremiah 6 and 16. Thus said the Lord. Jeremiah said, this is not my doing. It's not my saying. Thus says the Lord. Stand ye in the way. Stand ye in the way. And see. And see. And ask for the old path. All people making excuses. Now, I don't know what's right. This group over here said they're right. This group over here said they's right. And I don't know what's right. But God told Jeremiah to tell him to stand in the ways and seek and ask what for that old path. path. Where is the good way? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's look. What, what is a path? I told him so many times, praise God, we that were raised on the farm, we have an advantage that you don't have in the city. Because the Bible speaks of farming. A path is something that's been traveled. Olden days was a trail that men walked. A cow's walked. It wasn't hard to identify because it was paved out. Many a cow, many a men traveled that route. Not this new stuff that's coming out now. God's doing a new thing. But the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Now it may be new to you, but to God, Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, there's nothing new under the sun. To God, there's nothing new. What has been will be, and what is has been, the Bible says. It's new to you because you don't have perfect understanding. Amen? See, man is still discovering and tapping with stuff that God created in the beginning. Are you listening to me? Amen. Read. And ask for the old past. Stand ye in the way, seek and ask. Now you can't go before God with an excuse because he told you to stand in the way, seek and ask for that old path. See, we're going into the new millennium in that old path, that old way. I'm going to identify that why. Seeking the old path. Where is the good way? Hold it there. Seeking the old path in a new millennium. Just because we come to year 2000, we cannot change our way of walk and our way of talk. See, God is way ahead of man. 
Man is just not updating things. But over 1900 years ago, God sends Christ back here to update things. He fixed it while a sinner could be saved, a drug addict could be delivered, a prostitute could be saved. You may not know it, but the first operation God performed. First guy that missiles in the word of God, God. Man don't have nothing to boast about. Amen? I hope you understood what I said a few moments ago. I'm not criticizing education because if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't have a school. Amen? But what I want to get you to see here, I'm a gospel preacher. I'm required to tell you the truth. The Bible said you should know the truth and the truth should make you free. I don't care how bad you've been. I don't care how the devil put you down, called you to stew. God can lift you up. This is the glorious part of the gospel. It sets men free. It changes men's lives. Woo! You heard Sister Carter testify a while ago. Man, when you hear all her testimony, man, she was a bad young lady out there. Said so she stole so much meat, they, got, they accused her of cow rustling. But she don't steal meat now. Huh? She don't rob no why? Because she met Jesus. She believed the gospel and changed her life. Now she's going back to the prison with the gospel of deliverance. She's going to the jail with the good news of Jesus Christ. Seek for that old path. The Bible said, follow the peace of all men, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Don't get afraid of that. Holiness is God's standard living. I don't care what church you belong to, God requires the same plan of salvation. Man must repent, come out of his sin, and leave him alone. This is what's going to change the drug addicts. A few more gospel minutes. You can't walk up and say, Lord, I didn't know, I didn't know. It's a standing in the way. She can ask for that old path. Just because we're going into the new millennium prayer doesn't mean that God's going to change his way. God's going to change his mind. It's settling heaven. Give me 119, Psalm 89 verse. Forever, O Lord. Forever, O Lord. Thy word is settled in heaven. You can't change it if you wanted to. I don't believe it like that. Who asked you what you believe? If you notice, man, the last thing God made, he didn't ask them a thing. What is some don't believe? Yet he abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. He swore by himself because there was no one greater to swear by. God is God. Have you ever read in the Bible where God took time to prove that who he were? It don't make him no different whether you believe it or not. He's still God. But if you want to be saved, you want your life changed, you believe in Jesus Christ and your life can be changed. We're seeing lives change every day. Amen? Ain't but one plan of salvation. The first message John the Baptist preached was repentance. The first message Jesus preached repent and believe the gospel. What people fail to realize is the glorious miracle working power 
of the gospel. God doesn't change, but he changes lives. He can change a drug addict right down here. I've seen it too many times. It don't take God all night to save you. If you made the heaven and earth in six days, all God wants you to believe. He told us to preach it. Your responsibility is to believe it and act on it. Faith without work is dead. If you believe something, you ought to get up and try. Man, I ain't got a pain nowhere now. This morning. You know, Sister Karen, I made up my mind. I'm not going to worry the Lord about it no more. If you don't hear me by night, I'm going to preach barefooted in my house soon. And somewhere along the line, the pain left. See, I'm not preaching about what I've heard. I'm not preaching about what i read, but I'm preaching by experience. Man, they cut me right down the middle. And I looked in there. I'll tell you how they prize you over. But the next day, I was up walking. Three months, I was back in the pool. And before that, I was running the business from my bed. I know my Jesus is real. The word of God is settled in heaven. Let me give you an illustration. Now you can go out there and get a ticket if you want it. You can get it mad at the arresting officer. If you refuse to sign the ticket, you stomp and swear and tear the ticket up. It doesn't mean a thing. Until you go down city hall. City hall in it. That's where you got to tear it up. Huh? And you can talk about God done chain. We don't have to do it this way. He said it's settled in heaven. 189 Psalm. 119 Psalm 89 verse said it's settled in heaven. Now the only way you can change God's word, you'll have to go to heaven. And by the time you get there, you'll lose the desire to try to change it. You believe it's same man? But you know what I can't understand? Why people want to fight the word? Listen, being saved is a sweet life. It's not hard. It's clean living. Can't nobody clean you up like God can. Amen? And all the yes you do is believe the gospel. Come without money. Come without pride. Maybe you're a drug addict tonight. You got a thousand dollars a day habit. But I'm telling you, Jesus Christ can deliver you tonight. He can save you now. If you want to be saved, you believe it's shame, man. He said, I'm the Lord thy God. The change is not according to Malachi 3 and 6. I change it not. What was wholeness yesterday is wholeness right now. What God required to live wholeness yesterday, he's requiring it now. It'll be the same thing tomorrow. But that's not the hard part about it. What's hard with you? You don't want to give up them things of the world. You can't have your cake and your pie too. But if you accept God in this old past is joy. In this old path is peace. 
Blessings. See, what the trouble, the devil got you a lot of your food. Amen? Tell so many times the devil pray these special young folk, put a pair of shades on and make a fool out of them. And some of you going to go deaf with all that loud music. Boom, 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 boom. Going to be a young man. Hey, what did you say? I'm not trying to be funny. Sometimes they ride on the side of you, bring you wonder, what is that, man? Join the ground. Listen, God's a deliverer. God can put your home back together. Listen, love is the glue that keeps a home together. We haven't bringing people putting their home. This fellow right here, stand up. This man has been a five-time loser. Been to the penitentiary five times. He was headed back. But God delivered him. His wife was way up in South Carolina somewhere. Amen. The man gave his heart to the Lord. God saved him. God trusted wife, brought him back home, put him together. And today they're passing in Grand Prairie. This is what the gospel would do. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. If you want to stay in your condition, go ahead and stay there. But that's a better way of life. And we're going into the millennium with this new way of life. Now what is the old way? Give me St. John 14 and 6. St. John 10 and 9. St. John 14 and 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Listen to what Jesus said. I am the way. Now this is the old path. This is the straight way. This is the only way you're going to be able to go into the pearly gates. Amen. I am the way, the only way. Read. The truth. The truth. I'm the truth. And the life. Now the Bible says, St. John 8, 32, you should know the truth and the truth should make you free. The sick verse, whom the Son said free is free indeed. When God delivers you, completely deliver. God doesn't gradually set you free. He doesn't gradually take you off of drugs. If you're a drug addict tonight, listen, beloved, God love you, brother, mother, love you, and you'll come here tonight, God can set you free tonight. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now the Bible says there's no other name where a man may be saved other than the name of Jesus Christ. All these other gods goes. I don't mean to offend anybody, but praise God. The Bible says you have to know the truth. Amen. And what the doctor told me. Amen. I decided so well, pray God, I just go on and go on to glory. Say, but when I looked at my wife, she said, I'm not going to have it. I'm not listening to this. I told her, look, I got everything at the church paid up. And I have. All except expense. The church paid, the school paid, the camp paid. Everything paid. I had worked to make sure everything was paid up. I said, well, just a little management, y'all can take care of it. 
But she said, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to have this. When I looked at her and the grandchildren, the spirit moved on my heart. I believe I'd have did anything in righteousness for them. I said, all right, I'll go through it. God left me here for a purpose. When I begin to talk about the church, I got to rebuke the doctor. Now listen, I can tell by the way you talk, you're always concerned about everybody else, but you need to be concerned about yourself. And Sister Mary Holiday, amen. So now listen, other than this, you're in good health. You don't have any cancer. You don't have sugar. Amen. You'll, just a few times, you'll be back on the road. God gave me a miracle. I haven't had no whole lot of pain. God's a miracle worker. But you know what? I understand things a whole lot better since I came through that experience. I tell him, Bishop, praise God. I preached about the woman that blood for years. Bible says she suffered many things at the hand of the physician. I don't know why. I thought that if you rented a doctor, they were going to heal you and that was it. But I find out you still had to trust God to be delivered. So I can understand what the woman went through. She's not only being sick, she suffered many things at the hand of the physician. And many of you suffer many things at the hand of the devil. You don't have to put up with that stuff. You can come to God. Over 1900 years ago, Christ died. He went to carry. The Bible said, by his stripes we were healed. He died that you could be delivered. Everybody, shame I'll preach this gospel, same gospel, all overseas. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people get delivered. One night, me and Bishop was in India. I got caught up preaching by them old gods. <laughs> and over there, they'll kill you for it. But I got caught up, and I forgot about where I was at. And Bishop said, man, he said, he looked at all them dots. I said, do you realize where you at, man? But I was caught up in the spirit. Thou shalt have no other God before me. I'm here to tell the story. They didn't bother me that night. God saved, God healed. We seen God have disappeared. Demons came out. You have to preach the truth. I'm not mad at nobody but the devil. Praise God. somebody you don't have to be bound you can be delivered you don't have to be a slave to the devil you can be delivered you don't have to be bound by the ungodly habits are you going into the new millennium that way not me I'm going through the old path alright where was I at St. John chapter 14 verse 6 Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Now this is the old way. This is not only the old way, this is the only way. 
Y'all tired of me? Just a few more gospel minutes, read. I am the way. I am the way. Jesus said, I'm the way. The truth. And then I'm the truth. And the life. Then he said, I'm the life. No man cometh unto the Father. No man do what? Cometh unto the Father. You can't get to the Father except you come through me. But by me. But by me. St. John chapter 10 verse 9. I am the door. Now St. John 10 and 9 says I am. He's the ticket agent. When you get to heaven. No I'm not going to let Ellen Moss take the tickets. I'm going to take them. I'm the door. By me. By me. If any man enter in. If any man enter in. He shall be saved. And the word saved means deliverance. Matthew 1, 21 said, The virgin shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sin. Jesus came to save you. The word save means deliverance. You bound by the habit of cigarettes, God will set you free. You got the can't habits, God will set you free. This is the glorious part of the gospel. Romans 1 and 18, 16 said, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God and the salvation to them that believe. If you can believe what I'm preaching tonight, God will set you free. I've been around the world preaching this. I've seen people delivered. When we was in India one night, and brother, I went further than these, most of these American missionaries. I went back in the hills. Well, Sometimes we'd ride first, we could ride, and then we had to get out and walk. Sometimes they could walk fast, and we were riding. Amen. And sometimes the people, now you're talking about hungry, the folks over there is hungry for the word. Sometimes it would take, how long to drive 100 miles? Five hours to drive 100 miles. The road was so rough. But sometimes, pray God, we'd have a congregation like this waiting on us. We'd preach, and then we'd get in the car and drive somewhere. There'd be another congregation waiting on us for us to tell them to buy. And they'd come in and sit flat on the ground. You didn't see them walking either. Amen. And one night, they brought an old man in. Bent up like this. Couldn't straighten up. Been that way for years. They heard about the missionaries. And God was moving, healing, delivering and they brought him in a stretcher like they did in Bible days. When we got through ministering to the crowd, we were having service outdoors. When one of the interpreters come up and say, Missionary, praise God, Murphy, we got a man here. said he wants you to come pray for him. Praise God. And I went in there and the man was in the bed like this. Couldn't get him. But yet the devil still had him bound. See, the devil don't care. He'll kill you. And that's what he's trying to do to some of you here tonight. And I'm trying my best to save you. Some of you young folk, you won't pay me any attention. Listen, buddy. This preacher loves you. A preacher loves you will tell you the truth. If that doctor hadn't told me what was wrong with me, he'd have told me a bunch of lies. I'd probably be dead today. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not what we want to hear. But good news come and give you a chance to do something about it. Are you listening to me? Brother, we went in and praise God that that brother praised God and had to minister through an interpreter. I said, tell him Jesus loves him. And my old method when I go ministering to the sick, I'd come in there and say, I'll come to get you out of this bed. 
There's something about you. You have to give them something to get a hope to. Hope. So I come get you out of the bed. And I told them Jesus loved them. Jesus died that he could be saved. By his stripes he was healed. He could be healed. And I said, tell him, pray God, if he'd give up them all gods. And ask God to forgive him and heal him. God will deliver it. Brother, this is one of the greatest miracles I've seen in my ministry. That old man said he would do it. We laid hands on him and prayed the prayer of faith. Mind you, he couldn't even stretch out. He was bit this way. That's the way they brought him in. We laid hands on him and prayed for him. And I told him to tell him, get up. He stretched those legs out and got up out of the bed and started walking. And the interpreter almost jumped over his head and said, we've never seen nothing like it before. He's been here to Dallas in my church and testified to the facts of it. I'm preaching a gospel that has life. I dare you to believe it. It'll set you free. It'll change your life. It'll turn you around. Money's not everything. Education is not everything. They taught us respect, self-respect. We address all elders as Mr. and Mrs. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. What's wrong with it? But now you say, I don't want my kids to raise the way I was raised. Your kids are not like you either. What it took to raise you is going to take to raise your kids. We played Indian and cowboys and robbers. But my daddy's gun sat right there in the corner. And I didn't bother it. I knew not to bother it. I either was hanging up over the fireplace. We didn't bother it. You know why? We were taught discipline in the home. Don't kill people, people kill people with guns. I don't care how many laws pray God you and actually lady, it's not gonna correct the problem. These people need Christ. For over 40 years ago, they took God out of our school. When you keep God out, you open the door for the devil. Now you're reaping the whirlwind. Read. Why do the heathen rage? 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 Hold it. Now what is a heathen? Now when we think of heathens, we think of people in the backwoods of Africa or somewhere. But do you know what Webster say a heathen is? A person don't believe in the true and the living God. So we got heathen right here in Dallas walking up and down the streets. A heathen that has not been taught about God. Isn't it sad? We get ready to go into the new millennium, but a little boy can read a Bible story in school. Y'all don't have to agree with me, though. I was ordained called by God, so I don't have to take orders from you. Oh, this is the truth. It's sad when a little boy can't. What are you going to read out of the Bible? Love stories. 
Look, all some people thought they did were just taking the words of a prayer out. But you took God out. We're not allowed to teach the word of God. Now when you take away the word of God, you take away the words of love and compassion. You take away the words of right and wrong. See, the Bible said, train up a child. He have to be trained. We, I've heard of people right here in Dallas that never heard the name of Jesus. You said we had God-fearing teachers. Pray God, if the parents didn't do it, the teacher would teach them about the love of God. Would teach them, but they're not allowed to do that now. Are we ready, ready for the new millennium? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. But all that's been kicked out. Why do the heathen rage? Why they shooting down the pair? Why they have no respect for law and order? Why they killing the police? Why they shooting the teachers? Why they so rebellious? The next verse answered the question. The kings of the earth. Kings of the earth have set themselves. Have set themselves. And the rulers take counsel. And the rulers have taken counsel. Together. Together. Against the Lord. Against the Lord. And against his anointed. Saying. Against the Lord and his anointing. And guess what they do now? Reb. Could I get you to come to the prison and preach to the inmates? Or do you have anybody to sin? That's kind of backwards, ain't it? Why not let me get to them when they're in school and teach them the love of God, the ways of God? But you want to wait till they done killed somebody, they done stole something, they done broke up some home, they done robbed something, then you want to come to the prison and preach to them down there. You build a sapling when it's young. Train up a child. When they get old, he won't depart from. We need to train them how to be husbands and men and wives. Age women teach the young women. Young women be change keepers at home. Love your own husband, not somebody else. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Seek the old path as we move into the new millennium.